Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of In Bloom Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan, if you're new here, and I'm the host of this podcast. And this week we're going to be doing my 2023 recap or year in review, whatever you want to call it, where I basically revisit the goals I set for myself for this year from last year or about a year ago's episode. Yeah, it was actually, I can see where, when it was created. It was December 20th, 2022. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Which is wild because it's December 19th when I'm recording this. So, so quite literally 364 days later, we are revisiting these goals that I set for the year and seeing where we're at, seeing the things that I achieved seeing the things that I totally neglected or the things that I attempted and failed. And I really love these episodes because it just adds this whole other layer of intention when it comes to setting goals for yourself for the new year. And I highly, highly, highly recommend if you set any kind of goals, even if you didn't set them this time last year, like around New Year's for the new year, If you set any goals for yourself at any point throughout this year, before 2024, I highly encourage you all to sit down and reflect and ask yourself, okay, am I satisfied with what came of these goals or did I even end up working towards these goals? If I didn't, is it something that I want to carry over into 2024 to try again or is it something that I just don't simply want to prioritize or care about anymore because that could totally be the case. And I remember last year, like not wanting to be very ambitious with a lot of my goals and looking back on everything I set, which a lot of them were simple, more simple things, but I had like over 25 things, which I just feel like is a lot. And honestly, I'm saying this right now and I'm probably going to have over 25 things again for 2024, which I've actually already kind of sat down and really hashed out my 2024 goals for the most part. I would like to sit down with my fiance and soon-to-be husband um, and like really do some goals for our, or like together as a couple for our first year of marriage and sit down and create goals that are more couple-based. And some of my resolutions that I've already, or not, uh, I guess you can call them resolutions, whatever, habits, goals, resolutions that I've set for 2024 already are kind of more couple-based, but it's just a few. And I also, you know, value his input as my partner. So I would like to sit down and do that too. And right now I'm already like, I know I definitely have a good amount of them. But before we get started with the episode, I do want to do some quick general housekeeping. First and foremost, thank you all so much for the overwhelming amount of love and support from the last episode talking about quitting my job. I I wasn't nervous to record that episode initially but when I started talking on the podcast like when I was recording it I started getting a lot more open than I had planned on so then after I was done recording the podcast I was getting really fearful to upload it because I was like okay first of all this is like really long I got a lot more vulnerable and open than I planned on and I was just I I don't know what I was worried about but you know anytime you're vulnerable and just like express a lot of emotion especially when you're putting it out there to the internet 
it's there's a little bit of fear in it no matter how comfortable you are with the act of doing it like I am so comfortable with putting my life on the internet obviously not everything but even when anytime you're vulnerable it's like you're gonna feel that way at some point but thank you all so much I got a good amount of messages and a good amount of y'all posted me on your stories saying like how much the episode resonated with you all how much you needed to hear some of the things in it and a lot of y'all even just like reached out and said you wish you could give me a hug and you're so proud of me and y'all have no idea how much hearing the words I'm so proud of you meant to me as a response to this action that I took in my life and decision that I made because I spent so long in therapy unpacking the whole I'm so scared to do this because it's not what looks best to others type of thing and to have to unpack all of that I wasn't expecting anybody to tell me they were proud of me when I quit my first post-grad job because that just almost doesn't it doesn't seem like the two things go hand in hand you know what I mean but in my particular case like I I know why people are proud of me and I know at the end of the day it's most important for like me to be proud of myself but you all don't know how much it means to me to have you all be proud of me as well because it further validates that you know I'm making a good decision for myself and I'm making a step in the right direction and all of the fears that I had you know it's so helpful with my journey with overcoming like overthinking and fear and anxiety to see all of these what ifs that I had been mustering up in my head for over a year when I was thinking about quitting my job. All of these what ifs of people not supporting the decision and like being disappointed in me for quitting. I had all these what ifs in my head and to just like literally see them to be like squandered just absolutely means everything to me because it helps me so much with realizing how much I overthink and how much I get in my head with like what if scenarios. So it's really helpful to like have been dwelling on that for so long and then have so many of you say you're proud of me and it's it's crazy because I the day that I put in my two weeks um Griffin my fiance was having a really busy day at work and he had told me that morning he was like call me if you need a you know hype up speech before you do it um because he's he's so good at just like encouragement and with helping people I don't know he's really good about helping people hype themselves up he's just a hype man and that's one of the many things I love about him and he had told me that and I called him twice and he didn't answer and I was like no I need you to give me like a hype up speech because I'm so nervous so I had to just muster up the courage myself because he was in meetings at work so he couldn't answer his phone because he was in meetings literally back to back like all day and he didn't really I guess he didn't know he was gonna have some of the meetings in the morning or something but when he finally had free time towards the end of the day, I he did call me and when he told me he was proud of me, that like made me lose it because I was just like, I needed to hear that so badly. Like that's, I don't care what anybody has to say, but like being validated that people are like proud of me for making this decision meant a lot. But I digress. I don't want to talk about that for forever. Um, But seriously, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means the absolute world to me. And the next housekeeping item is... I was originally going to have this episode go up. I was going to skip having an episode Christmas week just because of the holiday. And I think that I'm pretty sure that's what I've done every year is I usually take Christmas week off when it comes to the podcast. That's like the one week I like to take off during the year. And I was going to do that, but then that would put this episode going up like 
New Year's Day and I don't love that because this is like the 2023 recap so I'm kind of wanting the 2023 content that I'm doing on the podcast to already be done which I should have started the 2023 content and review content podcast stuff sooner this month but I mean it was a good problem that I had other ideas for episodes and everything so I wish I would have started it sooner though so that I could have all of these go out like when I really wanted them to but anything that's like in regard to 2023 I want those episodes to be like out and done which honestly it's just this episode I was going to do a reading year in review like I did last year on the podcast but I posted on my personal Instagram story what where y'all would prefer to see it if you'd rather see it over like reels TikTok or a podcast episode or in a YouTube video and YouTube video actually won so I was like oh my gosh perfect I'll just do like a sit down YouTube video which I think will be really fun because it's something I've never done before so it'll be a nice little challenge Um, however it pains me to my core that I'm going to have to film a reading year in review video and not have any of the physical books. I'll have one of the physical books since I read everything else on my Kindle. So now I'm like, oh, great. Like, <laughs> this sucks because I I don't know. Something about doing a reading year in review video. If it's not a video, I feel like I need to have a physical book. So I was like, oh, so should I, um, you know, order all these books off of Amazon and then return them <laughs> right after I do the video? And I was like, okay, that's literally doing way too much. I'm not going to do that. But the thought did cross my mind. I can't lie. We can all laugh about it. But anyways, I this is the only 2023 related episode that's going up. So I am going to have it go up Christmas week though. Still, I think, I think I'm going to have it go up on the 26th. And then I think that I'm going to do the next podcast episode, the one that's going to be about like my 2024 resolutions, goals, and all that stuff be New Year's week so that y'all will have that to kick off the new year um, because I didn't want to do the 2023 year in review coming out on January 1st and then my 2024 resolutions coming out on the 8th of January because then we're already like well into January and I don't know maybe I'll end up doing that because I feel like I need to take a week off because of the wedding because in order for me to get ahead enough on content in the next week I need to pre-record three more episodes outside of that one outside of this one And with being in the final stages of wedding planning and also trying to jump ahead on YouTube content, I don't know if it'll be possible, but I'm going to try my best. So I am sorry in advance for the week that I do end up skipping. It may be like, you know, the week after New Year's Eve when I'm on my honeymoon. I don't really know yet. We'll see. That may actually work best um, because that can give y'all a whole two weeks to really marinate on the 2024 goal setting episode and get inspired for that. So we'll see, but that's the housekeeping I wanted to take care of. And without further ado, we can go ahead and get into the quote for the week. So my quote this week comes from Pinterest and it's from a little graphic and she's short and sweet. And it says, the moon is always full, even if it can't be seen. And I love this quote. It's a lovely little way to say you're always enough. And I love that image that I get in my head when I hear that quote because when I first read that I was like what do you mean and I was like oh oh my gosh that's so true like just because you can't always see all of the moon doesn't mean that the whole moon isn't there and that the whole moon doesn't exist and I know it might sound silly but a very good kind of metaphor for you know you are always enough and I just really like that especially like right now in the season of my life where I've I've attached so much of my identity to this job that it's consumed so much of my existence for two years that I just quit so stripping that part of me away and closing that chapter 
kind of makes me feel like I, I've been battling with these thoughts of I'm not enough as a content creator anymore because I don't have that element of relatability. But I tell myself that my relatability wasn't only because of my full-time job. And I never want to do something just because it makes me relatable because in doing that, I'm losing authenticity. You know what I mean? But I have battled with those thoughts of like, oh my gosh, like I am no longer a valuable content creator. Nobody cares about my content anymore. It's just like a, it's hard not to think that way when you've let something become such a large part of your identity. So I just really needed to hear that. Like, you know, I'm always enough just because I may not be working a regular job right now while I'm in this in-between transitional phase of figuring things out. It doesn't mean I have less value as a person. It doesn't mean I am not, you know, the same Abby that I was before I quit my job. And I mean, of course I am going to be, my life's going to radically change, but as a whole, I'm still the same Abby when you take away like all of the, you know, the the job and the identity related to the job. So I really liked that quote. It was just really sweet. My goal this week, well, this episode is going up the week of the wedding, technically, if you're looking on a Monday to Sunday basis. So as you can imagine, um, my goal this week is to just have the best wedding that I possibly can and not sweat the small stuff, soak up the day, be present. And I can't believe that I'm saying this right now. Like this is crazy that because I'm pre-recording this. So it's, you know, really I recorded the episode that went up this week only a few days ago. So really my goal and gratitude is within the same week when you think about it that way. But it's just so crazy to even think that I'm saying like, oh yeah, my goal this week is to be present at my wedding because I'm like, there's no way it's already time for that. But it is. And it's crazy, but I am so excited. And I guess to get more into a detail of another goal I have this week, which I could have said on last week's podcast episode since it falls under the same week. But this Saturday, I am going to a coffee shop and I am sitting down, getting in the zone, and I am finishing writing my vows because I'm not done writing them yet. And one piece of advice to anybody that's engaged, like, do not wait until the last month to write your vows. I haven't not written anything like I've definitely written some stuff but it's like I need to like piece everything together I need to add more to it and I just haven't been in a mindset to write my vows because I've been so stressed all year and I can't sit down and put my feelings onto paper when I'm feeling that way so I feel like since my last day of work is on Friday Saturday morning I'm waking up and it was funny I told Griffin this morning I was like I'm doing this Saturday morning you're more than welcome to come with but you've got to give me my space and my quiet so we can like sit on opposite ends of the coffee shop if you'd like if you want to come with me but or you just need to sit across from me and you know just don't talk to me during the process because I'm going to need to be like tunnel vision zoned in and um I said or you can just stay home and I can bring you back a coffee if that sounds more appealing which is probably going to be what happens because he likes to sleep in on his Saturdays a little bit so that is a goal for this Saturday for sure is to finish writing my vows and I'm really looking forward to doing it because I really am somebody that loves writing loves the process of writing I love emotions I am a I am gosh I am a very emotional person and I have gone through life suppressing them from a lot of my life, but if there's one thing about Griffin, my soon-to-be husband, I'm so tired of saying the word fiancé, y'all. It's not even funny. I feel so annoying every time that word comes out of my mouth, and now I'm going to feel the exact same way when I say husband. It's frustrating. But anyways, 
one thing about Griffin is that he, like, I am able to be 100% of any of my emotions whenever I need to, like, feel them or be that way, if that makes sense. So I don't have to suppress any of my feelings to feel comfortable around him or to feel loved by him. Like, he fully loves me as I am, no matter how intense or how crazy an emotion might get just because I feel so deeply and I've at times felt I needed to suppress it for other people to make others feel comfortable or just to not feel so crazy for feeling so many things. So I love that about him. So like this whole process is something that I really do care about a lot. So that's why I'm like, I have to do this on Saturday and I really need to like wrap it up and finish it. Um, sign, seal, deliver, you know? So that's my goal for this week, uh, along with being present at the wedding and just having a great wedding day. And my gratitude, which also has to do with the wedding, sorry, it's probably going to be related to the wedding, like the few episodes after the wedding too. Um, my gratitude is the people who are coming to celebrate us for a wedding. We have so many family and friends coming from all over to celebrate us on our big day. And I just couldn't be more grateful for it. And I'm so excited to see some of my friends that I quite literally have not seen since pre-COVID before everything like shut down basically. And if y'all have been watching me for a long time or maybe you've followed her, uh, my really good friend Katie that's been on YouTube, which she lives in Germany now and I have not seen her since fall of 2019 and she's coming to the wedding and I cannot wait to see her because I have not seen her in four years, but we've maintained our friendship and FaceTimed like twice a year since then. And I know that may not sound like much, but when, you know, you're living in completely different countries, many hours apart, it's hard, but we always pick up right where we left off. And I just seriously cannot wait to like hug her, see her in person. And just, I don't know, I'm just so thankful she's coming. And I mean, she came home for the holiday, so it just worked out really nicely that, our wedding was New Year's Eve because she was already coming to the U.S. for the holidays to see her family and everything. So I'm really excited to see her. I'm also really excited to see all my other friends that I haven't seen in so long. It's crazy to think that some of my college friends I really haven't seen since I graduated and like left school. And some of them, you know, it's just been so long and it doesn't feel like over two years has gone by, but at the same time, it feels like it's been an eternity since I I've seen them. And same thing with family. Like, Having all of my family in one place just means the world to me because it never gets to happen. And for it to be like Griffin's family too, I love his family so much and his extended family as well so much. So it's just so exciting for all of us to be in one place because ultimately at the end of the day, like that is what is so exciting to me about the wedding day is having everybody in one place because it never gets to happen any other time. So I'm very excited for that. And without further ado, we can go ahead and get into the 2023 year in review. So starting off with a failure. <laughs> Number one was to journal once a week. Did that happen? No. Um, I really struggle with journaling and I'm more so of somebody that only journals when they really are going through something. I'm very bad about journaling on a consistent basis. I don't know what it is. It's just hard for me to do so. And honestly, it's just a habit that I need to commit to if it's something I want to do. And I know I love journaling because I always feel so much better once I do it and after I do it. But I just, I don't know what it is. I have a really hard time committing to it. However, I 
got something to kind of maybe help me with this going through 2024, which I'll talk about more in the 2024 episode. And I think that it will help um, me be more consistent with journaling in 2024. And also, I do want to say my word of the year for 2023 was align. And if y'all recall, I really talked about in my 2023 resolutions episode last year that I really wanted to focus on taking what I had learned in therapy and applying it because I had just become aware of so much in therapy in regard to the decisions I have made and choices I've made and how they kind of pulled me farther from my true self and becoming aware of those things in therapy once you are aware of them it's really really hard to live with them and not make a change so having the word align be my word of the year was kind of my subtle hint of I will absolutely be quitting my job in 2023 if you can't tell because I was like I have made this choice to go into this career that conflicts with so many of my personal values in so many ways and it has pulled me so far from my true self I've already noticed it and then I just got pulled even farther and farther throughout the year since I stuck with it with something that I was aware of but I kept you know, I stayed in it for an entire year again, which was the plan, but you know, that's what happened. So I really wanted to just get more so in alignment with my true self, but I do think that putting this as my year or my word of the year, I don't think I necessarily became aligned this year with my self and my values, but I think that I made a very large and big decision that will help me get there going forward, um, which was quitting my job. So I don't necessarily think I became aligned, but I think that making, having that big decision that I made got me really close to making that, you're getting closer to being aligned. So it may have taken the entire year for me to make that decision. Um, but I do think that knowing that I was quitting, I was able to kind of detach myself and ways from those decisions and choices I made and swallow that tough pill of okay this isn't for me so let's start exploring what may be for me and I think that the act of even doing that through therapy through journaling and just through my own thinking that is an act of becoming more aligned so I really wanted to get more in alignment with myself and that was really my reason for having that be the word of the year for 2023 for me my second thing was to eat lunch daily which I did pretty good about this this year and you know why because we started meal prepping but we didn't really start meal prepping our lunches until gosh like maybe April or May of this year maybe even a little bit later I can't totally remember but it was absolutely life-changing to start doing that as much as I hated spending you know a lot of time in the kitchen on Sundays meal prepping for the week which I will say we kind of got it figured out because my fiance would help me a lot of times sometimes he wouldn't just because he'd be doing something else which is totally fine I don't like I'm not like you must help me with this every single time we do it but he would help when he could basically and um a lot of the times we would cook we would like would do our meal prep for the week on Sunday in the kitchen and we'd be doing that from like 11 to 1 30 just the whole cooking and the and maybe 11 to 1 30 is probably a little bit a little bit of an exaggeration some recipes really did take that long when he took into account like the prep the cooking the dividing everything up the cleanup from it but we'd spend all this time doing our lunch meal prep for the week but then we would eat something like 
for lunch that day in the kitchen right after, which is more so why it would be like 11 to 1.30. So we'd make something for that. And then like two or three hours later, we'd have to be thinking about cooking dinner. And that was such a miserable kind of chain of events to be in the kitchen like all day like that on a Sunday. But so once we figured out, okay, Sunday needs to be our day that we, you know, eat out or we just get takeout, whatever it is, because if we're going to be meal prepping on Sundays, we do not need to be, you know, spending the day before a full work week just so busy in the kitchen because it just did not sit well with us and we were like this is not how we want to spend you know most of our Sunday especially when we're having to like finish up our laundry and like make sure we get groceries and like all these things so I did become really good about eating lunch daily and I'm glad that I kind of figured out like ways to make it work better with us and with trial and error we figured out more recipes that you know are easier to make that we like really enjoy we figured out recipes that don't reheat as well so we've kind of like got it figured out I'd say for for now so I'm excited to explore you know making other lunches and stuff now that I'll have like more free time and can maybe like make them the day of and I don't know I love I love food and I love like cooking things so I'm excited to get into that and I when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I definitely had days where I would be so busy with work that I did skip through lunch and I've even had a lot of those days recently with um, being so busy with wedding planning but I would still make sure I was you know at least getting heavy snacks in when I could so having a yogurt bowl eating some toast some apples and peanut butter so it's like I may be eating like every other hour but I'm not sitting down having a base like a designated lunch I guess you could say so doing my best with it and I think that that's what counts and the next thing was to seek out new music more regularly I definitely think I did this it was funny because I actually posted a TikTok last week talking about how Spotify needs to count their days because they just don't they don't do a good job of shuffling which I feel like we've all known that but their radios and their playlists that they generate have become too curated to where they only play the same songs by the same artists on like all of your different mixes and radio. So it's like if I have artists that are in kind of like the same broader general genre and sound, every playlist, every like artist radio on Spotify, because you know how you can like search for example, like if you wanted to listen to like Zach Bryan Radio, you could type in Zach Bryan Radio on Spotify and it's basically like a playlist that Spotify makes based on Zach Bryan's music. And you would think that it would show you like different stuff from the stuff that you have on your playlist that's re- on your own playlist that's related to that. But no, it just literally would show you the same songs of what you already have on your playlist. But then if you went to your country mix, for example, if you typed in like country mix, then it would be the exact same playlist as like the Zach Bryan one plus or minus a couple songs and you could do that for every like artist that's even remotely similar to Zach Bryan and it would all be the same and that's what like drove me so has been driving me so crazy lately because I feel like I can't escape like the same 100 songs if that makes sense from my own playlist and also from Spotify's generated playlist and it shouldn't be an issue on my own playlist because I have a lot of my playlists are like extremely long and there's no reason I should be hearing 
the same 50 to 100 songs all the time. So I did do my best though to seek out new music more regularly. I definitely got into, like I listened to a lot more, I feel like a wider variety of genres and I listened to, I'd say like indie and pop indie. I don't really know the right genre titles, but I listened to those genres like a lot more regularly this year at whereas I used to just kind of listen to them probably like once a month or every now and then but I'd say that that was kind of my baseline most of the year listen to a lot less rap this year which is weird and wild of me but ultimately I was just in like a very state of high stress most of this year and rap music honestly makes me feel a little bit stressed out um the older I get so <laughs> kind of sadly you know kind of toning that down and listening to other things but I do think that I did a good job of seeking out new music because I tried to listen to like other artists. I don't know if I necessarily seeked it out regularly, but I did seek it out more um, comparative to prior years. So I am proud of myself for that one. The next one, it was to go on a walk one time a week. And I definitely think that I did this, which, okay, I walk my dog, obviously. um, And I walk her three times a day, usually. So sometimes four, just depends on the day. But I kind of wanted, I remember talking about this last year and I was really more so being specific that I wanted to go on like one long walk that would, the purpose of it was me going on a walk, not the walk to take my dog outside, but my dog was usually with me on those long walks. So that was kind of why I put that in here. And I actually did go on way more walks with the intention of it being like a long walk this year. So I am proud of myself for that one. I don't know if it was necessarily once a week, but I did definitely try to do it once a week and I'd say for at least half of the year I did that um at the bare minimum so I am proud of myself for that one because it honestly just became a great way for me to sort of separate my work day from the evening which I know y'all have heard me talk about in recent episodes and it's kind of been a saving grace in ways for me because it's really helped me just kind of clear my head right after work and be like okay my work day is done we're gonna you know, when I walk out this door to go on this walk, when I come back in, all that work stuff, it's gonna no longer be in my head. And we're starting fresh when I walk back in the door from the walk. So envisioning things that way was really helpful for my mental health um, this year for sure. And the next thing was to see the sun first in the morning, first thing in the morning. And this one, I just, I don't even know why I put this on my resolutions. It was honestly a little silly of me because I know I talked about it in the episode last year because I can't even see the sunrise from anywhere in our home from the way we're positioned and then also just because of the other townhomes around us and the trees around us which very grateful for the trees and everything they're beautiful they block out a lot of street noise and everything but also a lot of them are dying so and their branches will fall and it's a little frightening sometimes because I'm just like worried one's gonna follow me when I'm walking with Ella um And that's because of Hurricane Harvey years ago and then also because of the hard freezes that have happened in Texas since then. Like Harvey like already did a number on the trees and then the hard freezes did even more of a number. And our community literally sent us like this whole PowerPoint of all the trees they removed and with like pictures of the inside of them and how dead they were. And I was like, I can't believe somebody went through all of this trouble to give us a PowerPoint of how dead our trees in our neighborhood are. But they did it. And I was like, all right, thank you for this information. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I appreciate it. Um, Anyways, I don't know why I put this on the resolutions. I had good intentions with it because it is something that does start my day 
off really well. But I will, you know what I will say, which y'all are gonna be like, wow, this is obviously such a cheese ball. But I, I don't know when this started happening. And I didn't ask Griffin to start doing this. And Griffin goes to the gym every morning, most mornings, I'd say he goes like four of the work days during the week, there's usually one day where he'll end up going in the evening instead, because he just feels like he wants to sleep in a little bit longer. Or he ends up just being his body's really tired and he doesn't go. So most work workday mornings, he goes to the gym. He wakes up at 4.20, he gets to the gym around 5 and works out with his buddies and comes back home, gets ready for work, whatever. I don't remember when this started this year, but randomly Griffin started sending me pictures of the sunrise every morning with like a good morning message or a good morning text. And... I think it started happening because I like, I think I was talking to Griffin about how I wish I could see the sunrise, but it never worked out with the timing of when I was going to F45 in the mornings. Like the sun would already have risen by the time I got there, depending on the time of year, or it was rising while I was in F45 and I couldn't see the sunrise while I was working out. And I think I just made a comment like that. And then what do you know? I'm like getting these texts every morning and I was like, wow, I don't deserve you. This is amazing. So he started doing that. And then when daylight savings hit recently, um, he couldn't send them to me anymore. So it was funny because he was sending me just the black sky for a couple of days. And he was like, look, you don't have to send me the picture of the black sky. Like I really appreciate the effort, um, but you don't have to do that. So, but lately it's been getting back to where he's able to send them to me. So I've been getting them again. And it's like the best way to start my day because I usually get them right before, like he usually sends me the picture right before I'm going into my F45 class. So I either see it like as soon as I get the F45 or I see it as soon as I get out of F45. So I love it. Um, And it's the sweetest thing ever. So you know what? Even though I'm not physically seeing the sun first thing in the morning, um, you know, I guess my fiance took that upon himself to help me out with, which I greatly appreciate. And the intentions of this were just because I, sunrises and sunsets make me undescribably happy for whatever reason and I know the benefits like there's a lot of health benefits with seeing the sun first thing in the morning and getting that sunlight and I love the way it feels especially when the sun's like really strong on a morning and then maybe it's like a little brisk and you can just feel the warmth of the sun and like feel your body literally drinking the sunlight if you know what I mean but that's just like I said not even possible anywhere in my neighborhood so I would have to quite literally leave my home and like go sit in a parking lot and just like freaking stand like a star in the parking lot to get sun first thing in the morning. And I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? So the next thing is to have an intuitive fitness routine. And I definitely think I was really good about this. And y'all, I'm actually so proud of myself this year. I was so consistent. This is, this year was my fitness era. I thrive and I wasn't even like obnoxious about it. I wasn't like I'm in my fitness era. And I hope that this lasts a lifetime the way that my relationship with working out in fitness is right now because I think a lot of people might look at it and think that I'm like so hardcore lately and this year because I'm getting married and I like wanted to be in the best shape of my life or whatever but no I literally like that that hasn't even been on my mind this whole year when I've been like working out the working out has been there as an outlet for me to relieve all of the stress that I was going through this year and be an escape and be a way to start my day on the right note. And I never in my life have been as consistent with a workout class or going to the gym as I was in the year of 2023. I started going to F45 October of 2022 
And pretty much all of 2022, I was pretty much strictly doing spin classes like two to three times a week. And then maybe like once or twice a week, I would do like a little very low impact yoga stretching sequence, yoga flow, whatever. And it was fine for the time, but I didn't really feel like I was getting the exercise I needed sometimes. And I felt like spin was a lot on my body. Um, and I just wanted to get back in the strength training. I found myself really craving feeling strong again. And I knew I was still strong. I just wasn't really exercising those muscles in the same way because at spin, it was more of a cardiovascular workout. And we traveled a lot in 2022, which was really amazing. Like we were visiting a lot of our like college friends, going back home to Florida, that kind of thing. So I didn't really have as good of a routine during those months that we were traveling a lot. And then when we were moving, it kind of threw everything off and all that stuff. So I started going in October 2022, pretty much when we moved into our new place. And it has been absolutely life-changing going to F45. The only thing I, I say I will say that I wish I got out of F45 was, this is, God, I sound so lame. It, I literally wish I would have gotten like friendships out of going to F45 for this long. But the location I go to, it's actually more of the demographic of the people that go. It's more the youngest people that go like I'm definitely on like the bottom like the lower end of it and I'd say most people that go on average are probably like 35 and up and honestly a large bulk of them are probably even 40 or 45 and up so it's definitely like older people but it is kind of nice like because I go at the same time pretty much every day and it is nice seeing, you know, the same faces every morning because it does create a feeling of community, even if I like, you know, I'm not necessarily making friends while I'm there. But it's been absolutely life changing because, which I was talking to Griffin about this because with quitting my job, I was really worried because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose access to gym pass, which is how I go to F45 and gym pass is basically class pass, but for like corporate companies. So you pretty much pay for a membership and then anything that's included in your membership and all the memberships underneath your membership you can go to for that one price a month unlimited so the only like catch is that you can only go once a day but like who's going more than once a day I don't know so I was really like sad because I was like this is honestly one of the hardest parts of leaving my job is like not getting this insanely good deal to go to f45 unlimited amounts of times a month and I had posted on my story last weekend my Instagram story talking about that and like kind of asking okay is class pass worth it you guys is it not and the general consensus was that class pass is really great, especially if you do like going to different studios and trying out different workout classes and just kind of doing different workouts all the time. But if you're somebody who's like very loyal to one place, it's better to just get a membership at that place because class pass, like you can't really, I think because of the way the credits are structured, it's ends up not being as, it ends up being, I guess, cheaper to just get one through the studio than to like only allocate all your credits to one place or something like that. I don't know. I might be wrong, but I had a lot of people message me saying, oh, I had gym pass in my old job. I quit and you, they kind of just roll you over onto a different plan. So that's huge news for me. And I do, I have my gym pass set up through like my personal email as well. So it's not like I won't have access to my account anyways. So that's huge. Like if I'm able to like stay on gym pass, I'm literally beyond thankful. I can't even express enough gratitude for that because that's life-changing for me. Cause I thought I was going to like have to like start going to a regular gym and I was going to be like sobbing about it because something I was telling Griffin F45, like I have never in my life felt so 
felt the desire to like, I like I'm going to these workout classes because I actually want to go. My mindset is not out of obligation. I'm not thinking, oh, I'm going to this class because I feel like I should exercise or I feel like I need to move my body or I, I'm kind of like shutting myself into it, if that makes sense. Whereas like with, with F45, it's always been like, I mean, not always. There's definitely days where I'm like, okay, I don't totally feel like doing this, but I'm going to, you know, get my butt up and go. But for the most part, it's, I want to go to work out today. Like I want to go to this class and like, it's truly out of desire rather than obligation. And never in my life has something been that way on such a consistent basis for this long of an amount of time. So it's just had a lot of longevity and sustainability for me with working out. And it's, like my goal in 2023 was for it to be intuitive and really go when I felt like my body could do it. And I've, I've been really good about taking a break when my body needed it. Like there's been weeks where I've gone six days a week. And then there's been weeks where I've only gone three because my body's just hurting and I feel tired. And, you know, I've just absolutely loved it though at the end of the day. And it's been really great for me. So I definitely think that I did really well with this one this year and I'm very proud of myself for it. And the next one was to rebrand the podcast, to shoot a new cover and use more real content for the podcast Instagram. And I also did this one, which I'm really proud of myself for making it work despite all of the craziness that this uh, year had to bring. And my intentions were to like hire a photographer and, you know, shoot the podcast cover and it'd be this whole professional production. But we ended up just going and renting a studio somewhere, my fiance and I, and he just took the pictures for me and it turned out totally fine. So we did it ourselves and I love the new cover. Um, and I definitely do use more real content on the Instagram, like using my own photos. And I love like seeing Pinterest photos on my Instagram. I feel like a lot of podcast accounts do that. Like they just take stuff from Pinterest and post it. But I know that, which I mean, I'm not saying I've never done that before. Cause I'm sure I've done that on one of my accounts at some point, um, in my time of being on social media, but I try my hardest to, you know, like only use like my content and because I don't want to like use someone else's content without giving them credit and you can't really give people credit through Pinterest, you know what I mean? Um, Unless there's like a direct credit on Pinterest, which half the time there isn't because a lot of Pinterest is other people, you know, sharing other people's stuff. So I am proud of myself for this one too. I'm making it work. Um, My next goal was 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, which should not happen. I've kind of been in the 95k realm for quite some time. I'm getting really close to 96k. I will say quitting my job. It's funny because I thought a ton of people would unsubscribe from me, but it's absolutely hilarious that I've gotten more subscribers from doing that and that video. Like I noticed like a jump in my subscribers and, and not huge. I'm talking like maybe like 100 people, but that's that's big for me when I'm used to kind of always netting. Like it would always be like I was losing the same amount that I was gaining and so that, that was exciting but it's just funny that like I was sitting over here like oh I, I really shouldn't quit my job because people aren't gonna think I'm relatable anymore and they're not gonna like me and lo and behold like I'm sitting there being miserable in my job and you guys like I, I try to hide it but you guys can like totally see it and who wants to watch somebody's content of them being miserable like hello Abby are you like are you nuts like it's it's insane when I think about it because I'm just like did you really think that that was going to be like what helped you get to 100,000 subscribers? Like, no, knock some sense into yourself. You know, people don't want to watch somebody else being miserable. Even if you're a relatable person, like 
that's just not the energy you want to consume at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So it's just wild to me that I was sitting there like clinging to that thinking it was going to get me there. And then I finally like make the decision. I do it. And then boom, like I'm like, I gain a hundred subscribers and I didn't lose a hundred for the first time in like forever. So I'm like, let's go. Um, it's just funny. And it's not all about the numbers, but every single year until I hit hundred K it's going on my goal list. Sorry, not sorry. Um, the next thing was to continue uploading once a week on YouTube, once a week on the podcast and once a week on Instagram and TikTok. I did really good about this. I had my weeks where on YouTube, like where a brand deal didn't work out, but I don't think there was ever a week this year where I skipped on YouTube, like skipped a week of uploading just because I didn't have a video ready to go or anything like that. Like it was always because I was waiting on brand approval for something. So I'm really proud of myself for that. Really proud of myself for the podcast. And um, I actually did even better than once a week on Instagram. I went to uploading like once a week on Instagram for reels and posts. And then I went to twice a week for reels. And then I went to three times a week for reels and shout out to my manager, my YouTube manager, Lexi, who's also one of my besties from college. Um, she really, you know, has encouraged me to do that just to sort of create a lot more, um, interaction with you guys and just overall, like have better engagement and connection with you all through reels. And it's been so much fun for me to like dive in the short form content on Instagram. It's actually been like such a highlight of my year because it was such a fun, creative outlet all year to like do all these different kinds of reels that I like haven't done before. Cause I had never been somebody that was like consistently posting reels. And when I set that challenge for myself to do three times a week, you know, ever since I set that challenge, there's maybe been one or two weeks that I didn't do three times a week. But once again, like now I, I see it's kind of like the working out thing. Like I'm, I'm doing it because I want to create that short form content because I love doing it so much and I'm doing it because of desire and not obligation, which is just a wonderful thing. TikTok, not so much. I'm TikTok's like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about TikTok. I, a lot of times my stuff on TikTok is things that I've already shared on Instagram, but I also do try to put things on TikTok that are very uniquely specific to TikTok. And I think I did a good job of doing that this year, but it definitely wasn't like a once a week type of thing. And the next thing, I actually don't know if I ended up sharing this in last week's episode or last week, last year's episode for the 2023. Um, I wanted to take steps towards this like idea, business idea I had. And I know I talked about this towards the end of last year. But I'm not going to lie, that was like an idea that I had. And at the time, I think that I was so adamant and passionate about it and passionate about doing something with it because it was an escape from the reality I was living. And now that I'm looking back on it like a year, like where I am right now, I'm just like, I just don't see that making sense for myself right now in my career, like what I wanted to do, um, especially because it requires like so much upfront in terms of money and time that I just like haven't had this year. So I had put a goal on my 2023 list to take some steps towards that goal I had, but I don't know if I ended up sharing it last year because I feel like I remember when I was recording, I ended up skipping over it because I was like, I don't really know if I want to put this out there because I don't really know if it's something that I'm going to end up having the time to commit to and of course I didn't because I mean, obviously planning a wedding on top of everything else I had going on. So I don't know if I shared that. And that's, that's one of those things where it's like you set the goal and it's something that, you know, you have the desire for it and you thought about it and you cared about it at one time, but then, you know, life throws other things at you and you end up doing other things and changing your mind sometimes. And that's okay. Like 
And I remember this time last year thinking that it was going to be like the thing that saved me from the hell I was living in in my full-time job when in reality it's something that would take so long to actually come to fruition and would require so much upfront money, energy, and time that I couldn't only be doing it because it would be an escape if that makes sense. So I am proud of myself for not, you know, trying to jump into it and add something else to my plate just for the sake of having having an escape and you know having the strength and the courage to say no I can't put this on my plate and honestly I don't think this is best for me right now so despite you know what I may have thought I wanted to do and the next thing was to take what I've learned in therapy and apply it so really talking about like my core values setting boundaries acknowledging and controlling my anxiety etc and I think I did a really good job of this this year I think that I could have done better with the acknowledging and controlling anxiety part but overall I mean it was a really stressful year and I think that I did my best at times and other times I just kind of had to let it consume me because I felt like I didn't have another option because I was just like I kind of just have to get through this um but I do think that I did a good job of really thinking of the things I learned in therapy when I was having to like make bigger decisions or when something was going on especially when it comes to like my core values and setting boundaries and everything like that so I'm proud of myself for that one think I could have done a little bit better in some ways but that's just how it is the next thing was to do a no spend month I definitely did not do this I ended up real I thought about this like halfway through the year and I was gonna do one in like July and I was like this literally makes no sense I had because I had several like vendor payments for the wedding due in July And I was like, I am such a silly girl. Why would I do that right now? Um, And it just wasn't realistic for this year. And I also think it's absolutely nuts to have never even done a no-spend week and then jump into doing a no-spend month. So I'm like, I think I was a little um, ambitious for setting that as a goal. So I really want to um, focus on more so of a weekly basis first and then we can jump into the no spend months and that'll probably see be something that you'll see in 2024 the next thing was to do one social media free day a month and then try once a week um I failed at this too I did a social media free day maybe three times this year and that's something I need to be better about but gosh it's like so hard because I'm like I'm not addicted to social media at all but like I definitely need to be better about not getting on just because I have, you know, five minutes to kill or 10 minutes to kill. Like I don't need to be stimulating myself when there are still moments, you know what I mean? So I want to be better about that. And I guess maybe that does mean I am addicted in a way, but I definitely want to be better about that in 2024. And I, the times that I have done it, it's felt really good. But at the same time, like I feel, I struggle with feeling like a failure as a content creator when I do it because I'm like, oh, I need to be uploading something every day to at least some kind of platform, um, especially when it comes to like Instagram. Um, so it's hard to tell myself that. But at the same time, like if I really, really wanted to, I could literally like open the app, post something and then just like close it and delete it off my phone for the day if I really wanted to. So that will be something I also want to do more of in 2024. The next one was to have more long-term brand partnerships and UGC type of deals. I had a couple of UGC deals in 2022 that I like really loved doing. And this year I did not have any. I did reach out though, like to my manager and asked if like they had any contacts for like UGC style content and they didn't, they don't really do a lot of partnerships with that. Like my specific agency doesn't, I guess. So that didn't end up happening, but I am proud of myself for trying and like bringing that up because old me would have just like not even tried. They, I would have waited until like it just fell into my lap, which I'm glad that I at least like asked. And for long-term brand partnerships, um, 
I did have, I had two this year that were, you know, a more than one time basis, which one of them I locked in in 2022, which I think I probably talked about in last year's episode. And then one of them was initially like a two month thing. And then they added on an extra month. And I'm really, it's a goal of mine to work with this brand on like a monthly basis in 2024, if possible. So I'd love to sign like a six month or a year contract with them. That would make me so happy because it's a brand that like I genuinely love that I've worked with in Q3, Q4 this year. And like absolutely love it so that would be really awesome so this one was like a could have done better um you tried (laughs) didn't necessarily fail but you also didn't necessarily succeed which is okay um and then the next one was to make reading before bed a habit and I'd say that like this is definitely a habit but it's not something I'm able to do every day because I did definitely get more in the habit of reading I realized that I, I don't remember how many books it was I read but I thought I had only read like 10 books this year and I went back and counted yesterday and it was like 15 or 18 or something like that. And I was like, wow, I'm so proud of myself. I read more than one a month on average, basically. So I was really proud of myself for that. And I think I definitely attribute being able to do that to reading before bed, even if it was just for like 10 minutes. I will say I've been absolutely awful about this the last like month, month and a half, because I've just been staying up later to do like wedding related things. And I would, I'll tell myself as I'm going into bed, oh, I'm going to like read a couple pages, but then I just realize like as soon as my head hits a pillow that I'm like extremely exhausted and I just need to go to sleep. So I haven't been great about doing that the last few months, but ultimately um, I do think that I made the overall habit exist in my life, I guess you could say. So the next thing was to cut back on self-care spending and lifestyle inflation. And I definitely did a really, really good job with this this year and just like frivolous spending and impulse purchases, but I more so attribute it to having to pay for a lot of wedding things rather than it being because it was on my 2023 goal list, if that makes sense. Like when you start like planning a wedding and paying for part of your wedding, you really realize like I do not need to be spending money very frivolously. Did I have times where I purchased things? absolutely but I was way better about it than I've been in past years but it's really nice because I'm like now that I'm kind of like used to that I want to carry it over and you know maintain that habit of not really buying in the impulse spending and not like frivolously spending money and buying in the trends as much as well so I'm proud of myself for this one for sure and I also had on here to define my style and dress for myself and this one I definitely didn't define my style this year but I do feel like I wore a lot more outfits that I just kind of wanted to wear whether or not I I didn't really have as much regard for whether or not somebody would look at my outfit and think like oh that looks cute or oh that looks trendy because I feel like in college that's kind of how I would dress myself I would think of what would most people around me approve of and that was just more so of a coping mechanism to feel like I was fitting in because I just felt like I didn't have like a ton of friends so that was like a way for me to feel more included if that makes sense which is so sad to think about like just be yourself oh my gosh and the right people will find you but that's kind of was my mindset in college I'd say so then post-grad I kind of like went through this limbo of like what do I even like what is my style I'm still figuring it out and everything but I don't necessarily think I defined it this year, but I did a lot better 
at dressing for myself and like wearing something because I do like the way I feel in it. I like the way I look in it and I like the individual pieces of clothing for myself and not getting dressed thinking, will the people that I'm hanging out with like this outfit or will most people that I see while I'm out think that this is a cute outfit? Like I, I stopped thinking like that. So I do think that that's a step in the right direction for that one. The next thing was to embrace authenticity on, oh my gosh, authenticity on social media. And I definitely think I've done a good job of this. I go through phases where I get so in my head about being vulnerable online. And I like, I think it's more so of like when I'm separating myself and having like an outer body experience where I'm like, wow, it's so strange that I like share all of this stuff about my life to people that I haven't met in real life. And I get kind of in my head about that. And that kind of makes me want to be closed off sometimes. But ultimately, I think I did a really good job with being authentic and just showing up as myself on social media. I remember when I first started getting really consistent with posting reels all the time and everything, I was getting so in my head about like being annoying in people's feeds. And then I was like, wait a minute, people can just unfollow me if they don't want to see it. Um, And I remember like worrying, especially when I started posting like more makeup videos, because I know I'm not like the best person at doing makeup, but I love watching makeup videos it's been like my bread and butter of what of content that I love to consume since I started consuming content when I was like 14 and I love creating those videos I love getting ready I love playing with makeup it's just like such a therapeutic experience for me so when I started doing like more makeup videos and I'm really trying to like post more of those too just because it's something that I find I really love doing and I love editing them too so when I started posting those, I remember getting kind of in my head and like wanting to almost not post them because I felt like maybe people would judge me for it. But I kind of was like, you know what? I've gone through this mindset before when I was like struggling with wanting to start my YouTube channel and I persevered and look where it got me. So I ended up kind of talking to myself about that and just being like, okay, you know, like you went through this feeling before it was really uncomfortable, but when you did it, look what happened when you chose to, you know, stick with it and keep going. And I know it's a silly example of me saying, I just kept going and I kept posting my reels of my makeup looks (laughs) because it's like such a, you know, I don't know, such a small thing that, you know, a lot of people probably don't care about, but it's something that I really love. So I, instead of talking myself out of it because of worrying about whether or not people would enjoy seeing that content, I post it because I love it and that's authentic to me. And I think I've been very authentic with my emotions. I think I've gotten a lot better about being more open on YouTube. I think I went through a little bit of a rough patch this year where I was really going through the motions with YouTube and just kind of filming my work week, my life's because it was like all I had time to film. And I I remember there being a a period of time where I was just really struggling because everything felt really redundant. So I was like, if it feels redundant to me, I know it feels redundant to the viewers. And it kind of made me shut myself off in a way because I was kind of like already, I was judging myself and my own content before I even like put it out there and was, I don't know. I just, went through that time and a lot of it was just because of work because it was really busy and I was stressed and it was like dimming my desire to do anything because I was so exhausted in so many ways but I like felt this obligation to just keep going and everything so with that being said I think that I had a rough patch within that area but I kept going and kept working through it so I am proud of myself for that and keeping that authenticity authenticity despite those moments. So the next thing was the cycle sync my workouts and eat more intuitively. I actually don't know if I ended up sharing this one 
either because I remember thinking to myself when I was going through these, when I planned them, I didn't cross it out. But I remember thinking to myself, like, am I really going to cycle sync my workouts? Because I just love going that 45. Like, I remember having that thought when I filmed this or recorded this episode last year. So I don't know if I actually shared this one, but it was initially a goal when I was like jotting down my goals for 2023. But I don't know if I actually ended up like talking about it in the episode last year. But I definitely didn't cycle sync my workouts because I've just been going that 45. But I will say I cycle sync them in a way. Whereas like when I'm on my about to be on my period and the week I'm on my period at 45, I am not like trying to push myself and do like a ton of reps or the most reps are the heaviest weight that I've done. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to move my body to help with my cramps, but I'm not pushing myself over the edge like I do, you know, with the other week, two weeks of my, the freaking month that I'm, you know, not affected by my period. So I think I did good with that, like kind of just being more intuitive with okay, am I feeling like really bloated and fatigued today? All right, we're going to take it easy at F45 today. Or I'm just not going to go and I'm going to go on a long walk instead. So I think that one was fine. The next one was to be comfortable saying no. And then after that, the next one I had after was setting and enforcing work boundaries. These kind of went hand in hand for me. And I got a little bit more comfortable saying no in some ways. But I think that the main reason I had put that down on my plan was because of work. So those kind of went hand in hand for me. And while I think I did, I did a much better job at setting and enforcing work boundaries and saying no at work in 2023 as compared to my first year in 2022. And I think a lot of that was just because of me feeling more comfortable being there for two years as opposed to like being very fresh to the company. So I do think I did a good job in that regard, but I don't think I did the best job of doing it, if that makes sense. So I improved in this category, but I didn't necessarily do it as much as I think I should have or would have liked to have done. So I did my best though. You know, like I think I felt a lot of pressure to just like, I I don't know why, but like saying no to new projects like at work when like somebody like pings you and is like, hey, can you help me out with this? I used to say yes to like literally every single thing, but it makes me really uncomfortable to say no to everything. Even though like I know people at my company who are like, you have to say no when people ask you to do that because it always ends up turning into something more than what it like actually is, which is so true because I said yes to two small things in April of 2022 and it turned into doing what I did on that, on those clients for like all of that person's clients in 2023. Like I ended up, like I was only supposed to help out in April. Then I got pulled back on it in September and everything with it was like last minute urgent. So it was always like really stressful. And then in February, March, I was asked to do it for like all of this girl's clients. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is all because I said yes to something that wasn't initially on my schedule. And it was like only going to be that one thing. And then next thing you know, it's like a snowball effect and you end up on literally like all of their clients. So it was chaotic. Um, But I I think I did better about saying no because there were multiple times where I was asked to do things and I was like, I I can't make this work. Like it's not going to work with my schedule, whatever. But then there were also times where I said yes and I probably like shouldn't have still. But it was just hard for me to like say no to literally everything. But I think the longer you get there, the more comfortable you get with being able to do that and actually enforce your work boundaries. I definitely wasn't great about like work boundaries in terms of like my working hours because that's just the nature of the job as y'all know like if I had to work late I was and if I had to work really early I was so work boundaries in that sense no I didn't do good in that regard um at all so 
work boundaries though, as far as, you know, like standing up for myself and saying no to things I did a little bit better with. So proud of myself for that. The next one was to lean into my creative side more and really just express myself with hobbies and everything. I don't even think I did this for a second in 2023. (laughs) This one was a big flop. Um, I didn't like do any, like I was really thinking about this earlier when I was looking at all of my goals because I was kind of trying to run through them before I recorded the episode. And I was like, man, I don't think I like engaged. The only thing I can say I like truly engaged in was like reading. So I guess that that's a hobby. So you can include that, I guess. But that was something I was already doing. So when I said I wanted to like lean into my creative side more, I wanted to do things besides reading because reading's like been a hobby for multiple years, you know, so I really wanted to do better about diving more into creative hobbies, I guess you could say. And I like swam and stuff more like this summer, which I know is like a silly one um, and like spent time in the sun, but I don't really see that as being like a creative hobby. Like I wanted to like really get into other hobbies that I was doing like out of pure enjoyment instead of like doing them for some aspect of productivity. Not that reading's that way, but it can be, but ultimately like I just didn't really get creative at all, which is fine. It was a busy year. Um, so more of that hopefully in 2024. The next one was to live primarily off of one income and use the other for savings in the wedding. Um, this one was weird because it's like some months, yes, this was true. Other months, no, this wasn't true because it really just depended on what I was paying for with the wedding and everything. And also this was just kind of, I don't want to say it was a silly goal to set because like I know what my intentions were when I said this, but with it being my, having, having like the volatile income of being a content creator, of course I have my consistent income from my full-time job, but the content creator portion was super volatile in 2023. I talked about this more on YouTube. I feel like more than the podcast for some reason, but I didn't really, I didn't have like any sponsorship brand deal money from January to May of this year, which was nuts. Absolutely nuts. Like I, ever since I have signed to the talent company I'm with, which this, it's not like me dogging on them at all because I love them and they're all great. My manager's amazing. And my old manager was amazing as well. But Basically, my old manager left that I had had since like 20, early 2018. And one of my good friends from college, which she was actually on the podcast in 2020, which is like so crazy to even think about, but she ran like the podcast um, Instagram page in 2020. Like she was kind of like my, I don't want to call her an intern because it wasn't like she was necessarily learning for me, but she was wanting to get into the social media space. So we TA'd together. We were econ TAs um, our last year of college together, or really our senior year because I ended up staying for my master's or whatever, but our senior year, we were econ TAs. I love her so much. And, um, she ended up like, we, I don't know, we just stayed in contact throughout like COVID when we were finishing up our classes and everything. And she was talking about how, like when she was looking for a job, cause she, you know, studied econ and finance. And she was like, I don't want to go into that. I want to go more so into like social media or marketing or something. So I was like, okay. Um, I kind of want somebody I just felt like I needed help with the podcast Instagram because at the time I was like really trying to dive into it and I told her I was like I can like pay you you know to run the podcast Instagram and you can really like test things out and figure out you know how social media works and everything just to like get something on your resume that's related to that and then I connected her with my talent agency that I've been with and she's been working with them since and now she's my manager so like super full circle and like just amazing and she's absolutely killing it at the agency and like she's been my um 
manager since May. So since she's been my manager, like I have, she works so hard and I'm so thankful for her and my old manager did as well. I just think that I went through a weird time January to May and with that transition of changing managers, it kind of impacted my you know, content creation income in terms of brand deals and sponsorships, which is where the bulk of it comes from. So January to May, I was not able to do the whole living off of one and using the other for savings and weddings. And to be completely transparent, I haven't really been able to put much, if anything, really. I mean, I've put a little bit into my emergency fund and my savings this year, but nothing compared to what I was doing prior to this year. And it's because of the wedding, because of student loan repayments starting and all kinds of things like that. So, and I'm, I'm trying to, since student loan repayments have started back up, which I know that that just kind of started recently, I'm trying to pay like just slightly more than what my minimum payment is each month, um, like $20, $30, $40 more, just because every little bit does help. But um, I definitely think that towards the back half of this year, once I got kind of like started back into brand deals and everything, I did a much better job of kind of, being able to use the money from one for weddings, taxes, or weddings, one wedding, the wedding, setting aside for taxes and savings, and then using the other for, you know, bills and everything like that. But ultimately, being completely transparent, I haven't really saved much this year. And I like kind of knew that was going to be the case with the wedding. And, you know, you can judge me all you want for that. But we wanted to have a wedding at the end of the day. So that's what we wanted for ourselves as a couple. And, you know, I don't think, I I haven't even had, we haven't even had our wedding yet. And I can say that, like, I don't regret spending any of the money that I've spent already. Obviously, I can probably say different things when the wedding day actually gets here. I think that there are ways we could have saved money. I think that, you know, maybe we could have done something smaller and saved a lot of money, but ultimately can't change any of those decisions now. And it's totally fine. So, With all that being said, I think I did my best with this one, but I was really going through it at the beginning of this year when I didn't have like any sponsorship brand deals and I was like, what's going on? But it was also just because I was going through a weird time with my content. That was kind of when I was in that lull that I was talking about um, earlier with authenticity and just kind of going through the motions and it reflected. I mean, like I wasn't really, I don't know, like things were just weird. And I had a whole conversation with my talent manager about it. And she was like, no, like everything is really weird. Like you should still be getting, you know, like brand deals and everything. But she's like, I totally understand, you know, it has peaks and valleys. That's just the nature of it. So anyways, enough of that. The next one was to become a CPA, which I did. Pound myself on the back for that, which is crazy because now I'm like, I feel like I don't even care about that. And now I have to worry about freaking maintaining my CPE and getting my CPE, my continuing continuous professional education or whatever it stands for. It's something along the lines of that continuing professional education yeah I'm pretty sure that's what it is because I was able to get through it through all the trainings and stuff at my firm but now that I'm like leaving the firm I'm probably gonna have to like pay for it through other like companies or something and that's going to suck because it's probably not cheap but um I obviously don't want to like lose my license or for it to go inactive or anything which I don't know if if you don't do CP I don't Like, if you set your status, I don't really know how it works. If you, like, are negligent and you don't do your CPE, you're like, yeah, I definitely think that hurts you and you lose your license. But, like, I think that um, you can choose to go inactive with your license, but I don't really know. I think. I'm not 100% sure. And I know it's different for every state. Um, But I don't really know how the reactivation process, like, what it looks like or anything because 
oh my gosh, I put in so much work for it. So like, I'm going to maintain it, obviously, especially like with planning on going into another finance and accounting related job as of right now. So I am proud of myself for that one. I kind of knew what was going to happen though, because I was obviously done with all the testing and I was just waiting on my work experience to sign, be signed off for, which all of that happened in January. And we're on the last few things, I promise. Um, the next ones were to strive to be the best version of myself physically, mentally, and emotionally. And I think I did good with this for the most part. Um, really, a lot of this just has to do with prioritizing my mental health and continuing to go to therapy was kind of what I meant by this. Being emotionally vulnerable with people in my life and communicating my feelings um, physically, just like taking care of my body, listening to my body when I needed rest, moving my body when I felt I needed to move, that kind of thing. And the next one was to give myself more credit for my accomplishments and celebrate big and small wins by myself and without attaching them to others' acknowledgement. And I think I did a pretty good job with this because I feel like I used, which I know I talked about it mainly in last year, last year's episode, that I really wanted to do a better job at just celebrating my wins no matter the size because I almost would only celebrate wins if somebody else was like acknowledging them because I wouldn't deem them worthy to be acknowledged if nobody else was acknowledging them, which is a problem because I shouldn't be doing it for other people's acknowledgement. I should be doing it for, you know, myself and the benefit that it's providing me at the end of the day. Obviously, it can impact others at the end of the day. And if it does, that's great. And if others acknowledge it, that's great. But that shouldn't be the reason why. You know what I mean? So I definitely, there weren't like a ton of moments where this was necessarily prevalent this year. But I do think that the few moments that it was, I very strongly did celebrate those wins. So one of them being becoming a CPA, like I was truly just so proud of myself for that and celebrated that win myself rather than like looking to others acknowledging it even though the initial reason I went for the CPA was more so because of others acknowledgement um quitting my job for example like I had to swallow the pill of oh you know like people may like not really agree with this but I'm gonna do it anyways type of feeling so that was a win that I celebrated myself with the risk of you know maybe other people not feeling the same way and celebrating the win with me, even though I ended up getting like a very overwhelmingly positive response from it, which I'm very thankful for, like I've said. So I'm proud of myself for that one too. And last but not least was to keep growing in my friendships and my relationship and really just to recognize my shortfalls and being the best me that I could be for others, even if my best didn't look the same each day. I think I got a lot better about that too, just because I used to just with being a perfectionist sometimes I had a really hard time accepting that you know maybe I wasn't being the best partner in my relationship at first whatever reason and I this year I really realized that like my job was impacting my ability to like show up for my partner in a lot of ways and to show up in my friendships in a lot of ways and I think that I did really recognize that this year and you know quitting my job is making a change with that um and really I did put my friendships I think on the back burner this year and I don't want to say I put them on the back burner because I still like talk to all of my friends like text them phone calls facetimes but in terms of being social in general this year it just wasn't a very social year for me and I'm not going to sit here and say that that was a failure Although it was part of a goal in a way, I'm not going to call it a failure because it was more of a circumstantial thing with being so busy, trying not to spend a lot of money, like going out and going out to the bars, going out to dinners, like didn't really do that a lot this year because I didn't want to be dropping 100, 150 bucks for us to go get dinner and drinks or whatever. And even though we would like switch off with who paid for it, like it's still, 
you know, our money that we're using for things at the end of the day together. And it adds up so quickly. So ultimately did, you know, really put the social life on the back burner, but I think it's okay given the circumstances. Like it just wasn't a very social year and I'm looking forward to, you know, hopefully having a more social year in 2024. So that is the overview and going over all of the goals and resolutions that I have for 2023 and recapping them for the year. And if you enjoyed this content and you're looking for more like new year's related content, I'm going to be doing a mix on YouTube and with the podcast like I'll definitely be talking about like my 2024 goals and resolutions on the podcast but I'm going to do a January specific reset on my YouTube channel and setting up a doodle journal which I'm so excited for because I'm going to be doing that for the first time this year and I'm so excited because I think it's going to be a way for me to get creative to slow down but also you know try something new so I'm really excited for that so I'm going to do like a January reset episode or a video on my YouTube channel so definitely stay tuned for that and check that out when it comes out but I did want to say that um, I don't think I'll be doing a January reset episode on the podcast like how I have been doing the monthly reset episodes the last like quarter of the year just because I do know that I'm going to be doing it on YouTube and just because I'm going to have so much other new year related content that it would feel really redundant to do it on the podcast. So just to make sure you guys are like getting diversification in the content and everything, I think it'll be really good to have the reset on um, the actual on YouTube and video form given the way that I'm doing it with a doodle journal versus it being on the podcast for the month of January. But I'm excited for all the content. I'm excited for 2024 and it was fun reflecting with you guys. And it's so crazy to like look back on these things because like I, some of these things I very vividly remember my intentions of setting those goals. And then some of them I'm just like, why? I don't even remember doing that. Um, So I highly encourage you all to do the same with any of the goals you set throughout this year. Like I said, even if it wasn't during, uh, new year's last year or end of the year last year when you did it so thank you all so much for listening be sure to follow the in bloom podcast instagram page it's just at in bloom podcast check out my youtube channel if you want more content from me i upload weekly over there and follow my personal instagram for even more content because i'm definitely a lot more active on that instagram than i am on the podcast instagram and definitely be sure to leave a review as well because it helps the show out a bunch so thank you all so much for listening and i will talk to you all soon